Curious. Um, <laughs> stop complaining and getting. No, I, that's not. Yeah. Really. Uh, the franchise mode for because uh, MLB did theirs today. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. I really don't want to talk about that. Not oh, I have nothing. I, I have nothing not, against it, but I mean, I think we discussed that a lot already. I think um, I'll probably do like my own video. Nothing. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm making sure this audio is good. Look, the audio is straight. It is popping up on the other speakers. That's fine. All right, let's get it. This is uh, episode 225 of the First of Frarius podcast. Myself, DJ81. Bills is still, as far as I know, still going to take a a leave of absence. But if he wants to come in, the link is there. Always, always, uh, his two cents is welcome. And, uh, you know, that's just how we rolling right now. Um, other than that, man, uh, everything is good. Like I said, DJ, uh, myself, and we're going to talk about this title that we have on the screen. Or if you're just listening to us, you can look on the app that you're listening to us on your uh, favorite podcast uh, vessel. Uh, the title is going to be can slash will sports titles be high quality this generation. Let's speak on it. Um, the last I'll, I'll do my intro first. The last couple of days, man, I've been having fun playing a few games. Um, I just did a video on the VFCast as far as other games that I, I'm trying to pick up because of these e-stores are probably shutting down. I'm going to talk more about that on the VFCast on that on the episode two that will be Saturday, so I'm not going to talk about that right now. But um, there's a game that I bought um, recently. It's very good, and I'm surprised nobody has talked about it. Um, I will speak on that later on as well. It's not a sports title, so I'm not going to talk about it here. But um, definitely going to be talking about it on the VFCast. And I may go ahead and um, I may stream it once. I, uh, I I already know already I'm going to be playing this game more than once. It's that good. So the second go around, I'll probably stream it so everybody can see it or whatever the case may be or have my take on it. Or I may just stop. Depends on how I feel and stream it. I don't know. I like the game and uh, I'll speak on it then. And um, if you watch my video on the VFCast channel, you know what video on what game I'm talking about. So go over there and check out that video. Um, the link is down in the description. VFCast, that, vi- that channel was growing pretty well. I really appreciate everybody who's been going over there, giving the thumbs up, people who've been watching the videos. And um, it looks like we're on our way to grow something pretty special over there, as well as we're doing over here. Uh, other than that, everything is good. Uh, DJ, um, how have you been, man? What's going on with you? Nothing much. Um, I have to take my L publicly today because uh, the reason why we actually went, went live late, later than usual, by like a minute or two, is because I was sitting in the Twitter DMs waiting for the invite. And <laughs> I was sitting there, like in my head, cursing out BF, like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this motherfucker hadn't sent anything yet? I was sitting there, like, cursing vf out in my head and then my, keep talking about it okay and then when i finally looked well I, like i said i've been looking in the dms i scrolled down the invite had been there for the last six minutes yeah i sat there i and what normally happens is that when you get a new message in your dms just like any instant messaging it pops up and what happened was VF has sent the DM at 7.54, <laughs> and I didn't see it until 8 o'clock because my dumbass did not sit there and scroll down, but 
I was at the same time, I was expecting the thing to update because I had been sitting there just as long as it had been sitting there. So, or maybe I I don't know, but I'll so, take so, that so basically, so basically your phone's playing tricks with you today. Because it usually it my, scrolls. Actually, it was on my desktop. But either way, I'll take that. I, I publicly take the L for that because I was I was waiting. I, I literally in my head started cussing your ass out. And then I just on my own scrolled down and there it was. And it had been there for quite some time. So I, I'm like, hey, I'll take I told you before to like when we were scrambling to get back on get on. I was like, I'll publicly take the L for that. So <laughs> it is what it is. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, but uh, I mean, like I said, man, hey, there's some games out there, and I'm not going to get into this too much because I really want to talk about this on my other podcast. There's some games out there that are really, really good, and I think we need to start looking around and see what games out there that are worth playing because I don't know if I found the hidden gem. I don't know if I found a game that people knew about and just ignored, but the game, that, that Remnant game, I don't want to talk about it, but if you went on my other channel, that game is really good. I'm a lot better than I thought it would be. So, uh, but we'll get into that. Today, we'll get into that at a later time. This episode is basically going to be talking about uh, sports titles. Will they be high quality this generation? You know, these uh, episodes, the episodes, what I'm talking about, these consoles. <laughs> well, They're going to turn into bad episodes at this point. I know, all right? These consoles are capable of putting out really good products. There's no doubt about that. Um, we've seen what they can do when uh, early in the early stages when you have high quality games. There's no doubt that this is not like last generation, where last generation we had a situation with um, games coming out semi broken. And I'm not talking about Cyberpunk, that's a different story. That's a last gen game anyway. But talking about most of the games that's coming out that's built for the PlayStation 5 or Xbox series, there, there are a few of them, but the ones that came out. Or the ones that are coming out, you can tell that people they're actually taking their time because of the COVID or whatever the case may be. They have a lot of cushion, a lot of leeway because the because of the pandemic, they have a chance to really put out some really good products. Um that like it leaks over to other games, but right now we're gonna talk about sports titles because sports titles have been getting a bad rap since the PS3 era. I mean, it goes all the way across the board. I don't care if you like baseball, basketball, football, soccer, hockey, it doesn't matter. There's some games who have progressed in a good fashion in this, since that time, but for the most part, there's been a time where some these sports titles have been lackluster way beyond their predecessors, where the PS2 era were like damn near better than the new era where it should be the other way around. Maybe this generation could be the generation where it surpasses that, where it actually be the newer generation is actually better. Um, I I want to get in a little more deeper into, into that, but I want to just talk about the surface and DJ, I want your thoughts about that just on the surface. What do you think about them being better and do they have the uh, pros- uh, the um, the prospect of being better? I just want to know your thoughts. For this next gen uh, generation or iteration of sports games, they have the potential to unlock a lot of things that we have been waiting for. Um, I would say mostly, like we've been seeing improvements graphically each uh, generation that we've gone upon, but gameplay has been kind of like mixed and kind of back and forth and stuff like that. But I feel like with 
this next generation with the computing power of both the Microsoft Xbox series and the PS5, I feel like they both could unlock stuff like improved, like vastly improved, almost human-like uh, AI logic uh, as far as, you know, performances on field, like with uh, decision-making, uh, with different games, like uh, it, the list goes on and on as far as that's concerned. Uh, I'm trying to figure out some other things that the you know the next generation of gaming can um, being able to contain more commentary, being able to you know uh, hold more stats, show more stats, more visuals as far as the presentation is concerned. And then when it comes to the franchise mode, being able to put in systems that they claim they couldn't put in the last gen, like maybe a wear and tear system or a coach um, coaching progression system or a coaching tree or coaching carousel and, you know, a, a very immersive free agency offseason experience in all these sports modes. Uh Stadium creator apparently only mixed the next gen, but could have been in the past gen. So it's like all these possibilities are sitting there waiting to be unlocked and, and, and touched upon. But it still remains to be seen because I feel like certain sports games are going to give you the okie doke again. I, I, and the things that you mentioned, like um, the stadium and the coaching carousel, you, you really want to think about those things being a next-gen product for PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series. This is the problem with that. NCAA 14 had a coaching carousel. That was like that was like, that was not this past gen. That was the gen before that. Right. Stadium Creator, that's been in since what PlayStation 2? See, this this is this goes back to what we're saying, how far behind that most games are, particularly Madden. Like though this stuff has been in the game way back then, sometimes maybe 12 to 15 years ago. And it's not there now. It, it's really disheartening that it's not there. And we're talking about this type of stuff being next gen. What I, I and, and no, I'm not saying that you're wrong, not not by a long shot, because it's need to be in there. But when I talk about high quality, those things go that that's definitely a part of it. I'm just talking about like some of the bug fixes that Madden has the most part. I mean, sometimes you can't even get the tackling right. Sometimes you can't even get the animations to come right. It's like, how are you gonna have a more powerful system and you can't code the animations to be correctly? Well, that's, you know, I mean, it, you know, it happens in other games too. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't want a dog on Madden, but that's the the one that we, you know, have problems with the most. That in live. Yeah, but that's that's part of the potential for this next gen is to be able to expand upon those, even the bug fixes. I'm like, it's not just about adding quote unquote new stuff. That, like I said, and I I mentioned it just a little bit before. It was like, you know, stuff that people claimed. They could only do it on next gen, but was in previous generations before right. that. Uh, as a mark, really, as a marketing ploy, just the it's because you get companies like MLB The Show are charging seventy bucks for the game. I'm like, you get it, you get MLB The Show on current gen on PS4 and, and Microsoft Xbox One, it's sixty bucks. But if you get it and you want to upgrade, it's an extra ten dollars. But that extra ten dollars apparently will give you. Uh, maybe 
and I, I think I sent the message to Ramon Russell about uh, the menus. As little as little as that is, um, it does make a difference when you're paying an extra ten dollars, and the even the menus are different. And it's like, okay, a menu doesn't really take that much space. You could have it on. You could have the menu look exactly the same on both, and it shouldn't have to cost you extra. So, I just look at the fact that you know, with that, uh, with the more powerful systems, you should be able to have room to take care of all these bugs. But at the end of the day, it's like no matter how powerful these systems are going to get, it just seems like you still have the human element. You still have the greed. You still have the uh, aspect of prioritization in what matters from the company standpoint. And that's 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 the terrible uh, aspect we find ourselves in as consumers and gamers is that we're stuck with these companies uh, dealing with greed and wanting to get the most with as wanting to get the most from us, the consumers by giving out as little as possible and and hiding stuff behind next-gen systems as an excuse. Yeah, I think they use it as a cover to, to say, hey, we're on our way there, where I, I, we know good and well that they can do it like, they basically can do it right away if they want to. I mean, I, it, there's no doubt in my mind that the PlayStation 4 could have done pretty much everything the PS2 era could have done. I mean that, that 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 that's just my opinion. I believe that everything that happened that they wanted to do in the PS2, I mean PS4, everything that was done in the PS2 era could have been done on the PS4. PS3 maybe not. But PS4 absolutely. So I feel that I think they tried to use it as cover to say, "Hey, we're going to give you this much and implement it very small just to keep you coming back every year." And I, I think that's very disheartening because now at this point we should be able to have, I ain't going to say everything we want in a football game, but I think we should be able to have the basics. I think we should have at least the basics in NBA Live. I think we should have, you know, even the way 2K is done, 2K is give you the basics for the most part, and they're on their way to expand on that. For um, You see what they did on the PS5. And I mean, you look at PES, you look at FIFA, you can talk about what they have over there, but they, at the most part, most of these sports titles are giving you the basics now we're just asking for things that adds on to the immersion and i you very you rarely have fairly you rarely have a few sports titles that give you that immersion they just give you mostly the wow factor i think a lot of these games you know they, they lean on the wow factor instead of just the authenticity of the sport and i think that's something that we we've been missing for a long time um, State of Franchise says these companies have the opportunity to have logical dynamism. Is that a word? <laughs> dynamism and nuance not seen in other generations. I I, I, I know what he means, but I, I believe... I know exactly. He's saying adaptive AI. I've been saying that for years. Even with current gen, so... Yeah, he's, yeah he, he did AKA. There's a, he's an AKA making the game think as opposed to always reacting, and that's adaptive yeah, AI. Yeah, adaptive AI. Yeah, it, a little but a little bit of it is in Madden, but you have a lot of it in 2K. You have a lot right. of it in 2K. You definitely have it in MLB to show. You definitely have it in NHL currently. Right. Shout out to to everybody who's here. I mean, you see a lot of people saying what's good. Quayface, State of Franchise, Hunter, Dre, Speck is here. Dave Tenegal, good to see you as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you you always quiet when you're here. You you don't say much, but I'm I'm glad that you do show up. Um, 
State also says that Stadium Creator were basic-ish. MVP 05 had fairly in-depth Stadium Creator in the PS2. Yeah, and Madden 08 did as well. You know, so you know it was there, and it was good enough so it could be coded in the game. The problem was they kind of got away from it once the PS2 era was over. Like I said, if PS3, okay, I understand is a new generation. You may not know, but by the time the PS4 and the Xbox One came, it, everything that should have been in the PS2 era should have been in the PS4. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind it should have been that way. Well, also add in the fact that 2K has a fully rendered stadium creator slash re- team relocation slash you can do the jerseys. A lot of stuff that was named in that stream I, I saw earlier with MLB to show uh, for the stadium creator deemed next gen that's currently in 2k right. and, and another we i mean we didn't want to speak on it too much today um because it's it's, it's like you know it's a hot topic i understand oh, I'm it. Just using it as an example I'm no no i'm not talking about you i'm just talking about it just in general it's just like you know it's, it's very easy just to go along with everybody else is, is is doing what they're talking about mlb the show is going to be there we'll talk about that at a later date as far as the franchise we just got finished talking about it last episode i don't want to duplicate it but uh nevertheless just like you said these games that actually have a foundation to do things like that i believe that um once again the playstation 4 era has been a wash for a game like madden where they did some improvements, but overall, by the time Madden 20 came, I'm not even talking about 21, but by the time Madden 20 came, at the least, the game should have been up to par with what you saw in the PS2 era. And I'm not talking about just gameplay. I'm just talking about the robust modes and, and all the small um, intricates of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like the injuries, the holdouts, the um, the the uh, um, the morale. All those things should have been in there. It's like you got this XP for experience or whatever the case may be, but it's just not the same. It's really disheartening that they did not um, capitalize on it like I thought they would. Uh, Hunter Iggy asked a really interesting question, what I think is kind of, I think he's really loving basketball. He wants to see basketball alternatives. He says, do I think ESBC will ever make an NBA game? I'm taking it one step at a time. They're, they're working on a, a boxing game. I, I don't think they have any interest. Based on the way their boxing game come out, and if they get a big enough crew, I would like to see them do other things if the boxing game is successful. But right now, I don't think they will. I, I do have uh, faith in what Scott OG, if he's working on basketball, and the 2K um, family are doing. I have uh, more. I have faith in them. I see. I think basketball overall. I think the basketball genre in um in the video gaming is in a good space. Even with the, we say what we what what we say about live or whatever, I think I think the basketball genre is in a good place overall. Even if you like either or a game, as you, you know, but that's basically just on the strength of two K. Two K is just so strong with the basketball game. Even if you do look at both sides, you can say, hey, overall basketball is in a good spot as far as video games. Dave Team Eagle says that I think that patches set the set games back because it allowed them to make incomplete and fix it later. You're right. And in some cases, they don't necessarily fix the game. Some of these patches make it worse. I think that, you know, back in the day when you had a game that had to be flushed out and it had to be working by the time it was released, you know, for the most part, most of the stuff in the game was actually working, especially in the PS2 era. Um, that does not even just for Madden. That goes for 2K. That goes for the hockey game, FIFA. Most of the stuff we there are things that we may not know that needed updates, 
but it's nowhere near to where it is now to where like you actually have like two man animations literally broken tackles broken stiff arms broken some um uh referee calls broken you know like, you know you know we didn't have those issues back in the p i think the worst i think the biggest thing we had back in the ps2 era i think we had uh it was NFL 2K3 where certain quarterbacks could not get sacked. And no matter how many times you hit them, they'll just stand there and they would not fall down if you hit them over and over again. And uh, I think I don't think that was ever updated in the game. I think that was the case. I think Dollar, shout out to Dollar Jr. He was trying to tell me about it one day. I had to go back and test it out. It's not all quarterbacks. I think it's like two or three of them in the game that just, no matter what you do, they can just stand in the pocket all day and they, they will not uh, get sacked. But Outside of that, all the other games have been fairly decent overall. But I, I think he's right. All right. I, on top of that, I would think that the ever-changing developers, as far as, like, the staff members constantly changing, not having a robust, like, foundation, like a sound foundation for their game, depending upon who's been there the longest. Like, when you hear – go, I'm, I'm use MLB to show because – They've had primarily the same core staff for all, what nineteen? I would say about nineteen years. Yeah, that's been almost twenty years. I think they've been around yeah. since they've been doing MLB on the PS2. So you, it's like they understand where they're going. They understand, and they really have full control over that game. And then you look at Madden. The developers have little to no control over the game, where the marketing team controls how the game is made, which is ass backwards. Um, and, and constantly on top of that, they're constantly changing developers, like the ones, that, not the ones that we hear about and can, can possibly see, the ones that we don't see, like they're always, I, when I go on their website and I look at their hiring page, they're always hiring temporary positions, temporary QA, temporary developer for a certain stage or whatever. Um, it's, it's constant change, and when you're dealing with constant change within the organization, i.e. Washington Wizards, um, then <laughs> you're not going to have that firm base to get to the next level, and that's why I feel like some of these games are at. They're, they're doing too much changing, and they're also allowing the marketing to run how they you know make these games. So that's that. I think that's one of the worst things you can do is, is have a bunch of temporary people build a game. Unless if it's, especially when it's a yearly title. I think that's what, I mean, you can get temporary people to come in and do like, let's say the next Call of Duty or do a game that's going to be like a one and done that may do a sequel. You know, I, I can get that. But even when, let's say that one game was successful and it's going to do a sequel. I think you would want to bring those temporary people back in, right? You don't want to hire another temporary person to work on the sequel that the first temporary group of people made it a masterpiece or made it great. You know what I'm saying? That that's true, but again, for the on the company side of things, it's cheaper because you, you don't have to pay certain things. Uh, oh yeah, I agree. Because that, that... for a full time permanent employee, and you don't have to worry about the termination aspect. It don't even have to be a full-time person. I mean, that that temporary person could come in and say, "Hey, um, you paid me ten grand to work on this, and this game was successful, and now you want me to do a sequel? Shit, now I want a million. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They're gonna they, they're gonna they can ask for it, but then that what happens is that company is like, nope. See, that, but but see, that's what I'm saying. But see, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why they'll bring another temporary person in. But the company already, but the company is going to continue to bring. 
people on a temporary basis because of that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The company, as far as the greed and the, the quest for more profit, are going to continue to do that. And I, and, you know, I don't, I don't blame if a, if if a developer does that. I don't blame him because you, you know your worth at that point. If you're you and a group of guys come in as a temporary group, you make this game for this company and it does very well. And yet you may be a temporary uh, a temporary developer. This game sells bonkers. It does really well. If they do come back to you and say, "Hey, we want a sequel," shit, I at least ask for double the next go around at the least. So like, uh, yeah, I, I can understand why a company will say, you know what, we'll just go with another group and go from there. Yeah, because we we talk about it on the sports level as far as these contracts are concerned. You know, sometimes you have players that are on on contracts with certain lengths, and they, they outplay the contract. Yeah, right, and they they can renegotiate their deal. Unfortunately, in in gaming, um, like people don't sign multi-year well multi-year deals or whatnot if they're signing contracts they're usually it's year to year or six months maybe three months um but to have the leverage to be able to renegotiate based on the success or well lack thereof of the game is i, I i'm not a developer i'm only guessing but it's non-existent but it's, it's very hard to negotiate when you're temporary as well very hard to negotiate. Well, it's even hard to negotiate when you're permanent because even when you're like a Rex Dixon that wants to clearly fix the game and then they give you the boot because you're saying a very logical thing about the game. It's like the marketing team didn't want to hear that, so they probably went above and was like, you know what? He got to go. We're trying to make money, not fix the game. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean you're right though. It's just you know, it's, I mean that's the that's the truth, and it, you you end up dealing with a situation where I think mostly, like I said, with these yearly titles, you deal with a situation where you just can't um, progress with the game that the, the way it should because of that. You you're dealing with a game that really needs a consistent amount of uh, you know a consistent mindset. Uh, a consistent group of people that's constantly going to continue to work on a game like state of franchise. I put his comment back up again. He said the guys that's doing MLB the show, they've been around since 989 sports. Now, mind you, 989 sports started on the PS one era. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nine eight nine. Yeah. They, they started around the, the, the PS one era. So that's five generations. They've been around, you know, and look at their baseball game. Now we, uh, now MLB, you know, 20 is an anomaly. Cause that game was like, it was a bunch of bugs in that game. And we could talk about the ball going through the bat. But for the most part, that game plays a damn good um, replication of baseball. And you can't ask for more than that when it comes to the sport. You want a game that replicates the sport. It does it very on a very high level. If that's the only problem that you want to talk about that's in the game, you really don't have any problems compared to these other games who have a, a plethora of problems. I think NHL is another one. I'm not really sure, but NHL has their dev team around for a while. DJ, you would know better than I do. I mean, uh, how long have those guys been around? What? Well, let me see. The main guy, let me call him Sammy, because oh, Sean, I don't know his, I can't pronounce his, uh, they call him Rammer or whatever, because it's like Ramjin Singh is his last name. Right. Like, he's been there for quite some time, but I, I don't, I really can't say for the rest of the people to be on that. I would have to do, I have to look into that staff a little bit more. But I mean, because you know. I mean, NHL has been NHL has been pretty decent since what NHL 11, 12? 
Right. Ever since they really ever since they put it in their physics engine, and you, this th that was pretty much the last time around that time period, at least for EA Sports, the last. Thing of innovation that they put in their game was physics. Yeah, because the physics really showed in fourteen, right. and from there that the NHL just took off. And like every single year, people be gripe. I, I noticed that in the, in the hockey community, a lot of people gripe about the game. But every time I play it, I have a blast. I, I think well, it's phenomenal. There's a lot of other things that you know. If you go to an NHL 2K, and this is from like a simulation standpoint, I'm like the way they program NHL. It's programmed to be fast-paced, up and down. Yeah, uh, like I noticed that. Like with sim qualities, you know how they call it. Uh, I'm gonna call it arcadulation. Yeah, what? What? Well, instead shout of out calling to, it, instead of calling it simcade. No, I was about to say, shout out to Resolve. Resolve used to call it simcade. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna call it arcadulation nation because it's arcade first, simulation later. Uh, you can make that shirt, but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's one of those things where you look at a 2K hockey game and they have all what I'm seeing. I'm watching the Caps get blasted by the Islanders six to three right now. It's in the second period. But the strategies that both teams are trying to put out there, you can put in an NHL 2K hockey game right now in the NHL um, hockey game or for EA, they, they don't have as much items as far as on a strategic level. I'm like, did the, the defensive side of the game is not as robust as it should be, as it was displayed in, in, in NHL 2K. Uh, the offense is not as robust as it was in NHL. Basically, a lot of things were not as robust on the strategic level, on the simulation level. Even the core gameplay is different between NHL 2K and EA Sports NHL. It's not so much up and down. You can make it that way, but that one, I would say NHL 2K would be more the Simcade instead of Arcadulation. So, yeah, I haven't played um, NHL 2K in a while. I think the last one, I, I still play NHL 2K5 every now and then, but I haven't really touched it, in, you know, probably about a month or two. Um, also, I think I have NHL 2K8. I played that. I think 2K11 was the last one, but I only found that game on the Wii and I'm not touching that game because it's on the Wii. But um but uh, I'm saying like NHL 2K um 8 is a pretty good hockey game. They have like little things you could do to do little trick shots or whatever and um it plays pretty well. It's pretty smooth. Well, they but had um a, they had a presentation element where you get be play you know how like people like to play games and it's just a soundtrack. You can play with the, whatever soundtrack. Well, they had a mode where they had soundtracks based on situations in the game in the nhl 2k series oh wow that was crazy because it would it would build drama excitement mm -hmm. it drew it pulled you into the game on top of the gameplay itself they need to start and, doing they need yeah. to start doing games like that again because i remember the original xbox tried to do that with like um grand theft auto um san andreas they tried to do it well they tried to do it with all the grand theft autos i remember they tried to do it with forza one because, you know, you could put your music into the original Xbox. They tried to do it on the 360, but it never worked. And they, and they just got away from it completely. I think the last game that really did that, like that, like you said, NHL. But I'm talking about, like, later on down the road, around, around like, 2011. I know um, uh, Marvel's Capcom 2 tried it, where they you could put music in while you're fighting. Uh, Gran Turismo 6 tried it as well. 
and it was another game that I know, but they they kind of got away from where like like for instance, you have Spotify or whatever, or you have whatever you know uh, Pandora, like certain songs will come on based on you know whatever happens in the game. I think NCAA tried it, but you have to put those songs in a certain order for mm-hmm. it to do that. I think NCAA fourteen does that, like if you score a touchdown or whatever, kind of like two K five did. Um, but it just nobody never looked into it, well, you know. I, you also look at the fact that there is a small amount of fans that want the NFL films music to come back into Madden because you see, you notice how that's been slowly dying. Oh, it's gone. Like, I think, well, it's, I think the it's still there. There's new mixes, but they're not the, the, the original, original ones. Yeah. The NFL fever type. I want to say NFL. Well, yeah. Go ahead. They're NFL films. Music. No, I'm just saying, no, when I say NFL Fever type, like when NFL Fever, if you play that game, they have the OG orchestra NFL yeah. music. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in, I think Madden 08 on PC does it as well. And I think those, I think, I don't remember the last game that did it, but I know NFL Fever does it and Madden 08 does it. Uh, I, think, I think the last time you really heard it was maybe Madden. 12 13 yeah i think 12 did it i think 12 did it but yeah but i don't even know why they ever took it out this should always be an option i mean that's that's their own music why would they but okay but just think about like that aspect and our going back to our topic about you know this the quality level just imagine if like the one thing we cry about i cry about the one thing that we want in our games is highlight reels now imagine those highlight reels done to the to those soundtracks. These systems mm-hmm. have the capability of making that happen, but I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier it's about priorities, greed, and you know the longevity of that development team to fulfill a vision. And a lot of these, a lot, I feel like we could have all that in this current in, in the next gen, but. Those those main factors are gonna continue to reign supreme again. I'm like, look, greed led into these consoles being released on the middle of a pandemic. How bad does it have to get? Yeah, I mean, me and you've been on record saying that these consoles shouldn't have came out this at this time. But you know, that's another story for another day. But when you talk about greed, not only talking about you know that aspect that you're talking about, let's talk about the different modes that they catered to outside yep. of just putting basic stuff in the game. I was floored when I saw Superstar KO in, and they know damn well we needed a franchise mode to be fixed. Mm-hmm. That that right there, that that right there, almost made me not even want to play Madden anymore. Right. But you know, if it, I mean, if it wasn't for the, our listeners, I'm dead serious. If it wasn't for the listeners that wanted me to play the game again, I probably would not have played that game anymore because I was so upset that you guys put Superstar KO in the yard and all this stuff in. Y'all put that stuff in instead of just at least just. Just putting the small things in franchise mode that we wanted. We're not asking for a lot. And then when, when Mad 21 came out and they saw all the, the small things they did, like when they basically said, oh, franchise mode is going to be a patch compared to all this other stuff, that's when fixed franchise mode hashtag started. And rightfully so, because it's like you guys want the NFL. You want the game to look like what we see on Sundays as far as the NFL, but you got the yard. You got you got superstar KO with Snoop Dogg playing. I'm like, you you it, it's okay to have it both ways if you're going to work on the game from both ways. Yeah. I have no problem with the stuff being in the game, but give us the fundamentals that makes the makes football football first. 
See, that's why you have. I, to, I don't think that's hard to ask for. See, that's why you have to. It, the companies are asked backwards when it comes to how they bait the game. Like uh, EA, I wouldn't say all of EA Sports is like this. I kind of focus on the folks in Orlando, that how they control the folks of Orlando over the folks over at uh, in Vancouver. They look at EA Orlando and they allow the marketing team to run the games made by that studio versus the folks over in Vancouver. And it's just like, look, you need the developers to be more in control of the game so they can fulfill their vision. Marketing, you don't know shit about the vision of the game. You're just wanting to get exposure for the game. And I think based on the developer's vision, then you market off of that. Not the other way around. That's not, that's not how it's supposed to work. No, I agree. I I, I absolutely agree with that because I, I think at the end of the day, you're looking at um, a situation where these uh, games are marketed as sports titles, but you're putting all this extra stuff in it. At least one thing I will say: at least with NBA Live, they knew their lane. They knew they could not compete. They tried what with Elite. They tried with uh, thirteen. They tried with 14 and 15. They tried four separate times. Well, five, if you want to, if you want to name NBA Live, quote unquote, NBA Elite 12, that never came out. And then they, if you want to, you want, they, they knew when they came back with 16, they knew their lane. Yeah, the game played a, a game of basketball, but they knew they couldn't compete. I, I totally, I respect that. I have no problem with that because you know where you're getting your butt kicked at. But at the same time, with Madden, they don't have anybody to go up against. I mean, who are you competing with? Axis? I mean, come That's, on now. You know what's funny? We haven't heard from those companies in quite some time. What is, I wonder what's going on with them. Because I they, know I, I know Maximum and Axis. Yeah, I know they're going radio silent for real. But I, I, as far as I know, I know Maximum is still developing games. I haven't heard anything from Danny. If anything, Dollar General will know better than I do. Dollar Junior would know better than I did. Yeah, I, did. I know. I said, Dollar I said General. General. I know. I know. It, it's so hard to Dollar General. Uh, yeah, I did it again. Dollar <laughs> Junior. Dollar Junior would know better than I would. But Shout out to what? him. But you know what? That's for as far as Axis, because say a franchise game just says Axis has been wild quiet. They this is the second time they've gone radio. They've done that, right? Yeah. Within a cycle of. of yeah, and definitely same with uh, Maximum Football. It's just like, I, I don't know if they're, see, with Maximum Football, with them dealing more with college football, I wonder if they've gone silent because they're trying to dig into the weeds of this whole NCAA player likeness and trying to see how they can come out of it where they are in a better uh, state than maybe a EA Sports having to deal with announcing a game and then colleges like you know what we'll wait until after this mess clears up before we no no, i I think i think i think maximum is in a tight spot and i will say this Mm -hmm. they made they made a college game on top of that this is also a a canadian football game Mm -hmm. canadian football is now teaming up with xfl Mm -hmm. so they're in a tight spot they don't know what to do with their game if if cfl and xfl is actually you know if they're collaborating I don't know what they can do with their game. Not really. They have all the rules. They they would just adopt the rules of maybe the XFL. They already yeah, but, have. But, all yeah, the but rules I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But how would the licensing work for them to put that out there? You kind of see what I'm saying? 
Like, how would they do that by putting light? Like, what the license is going to be? Is it going to be an XFL game? Is the XFL is going to? Is it going to adopt the CFL? Is the CFL going to adopt the XFL? It's so many moving parts right now because nothing's official. They may be in limbo as far as what kind of game they could put out. Okay, I, I get that. Aspect. You kind of see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then on top of that, college is already on the road of like paying their players, and they might could get the CLC license to some teams or whatever. Well, that's the part I was also I right. Was so. About. Yeah. Like that from from three angles, they're all their game is no fault of their own. In three angles, they're all over the place. Which you know, which to tell you the truth is actually not a bad spot no, to be in. Not at all. It's not because it's not. They put it out there to make a college game with no player likenesses or whatever and made it to where everyone could do what they wanted to with the game. So they put it out there. So now EA Sports is like, God damn it, Maxwell, why'd you have to make that game? <laughs> now we got now colleges are look probably they probably seen that game was like, you know what? You can make a generic version of my college. We'll just wait until this player mess uh, like right. And, and the thing is, that's one of the best things. That's one of the best ways to do it when you have all this litigation. To be honest, I'm I'm yeah. honestly surprised. I'm honestly surprised that EA didn't even go that didn't go that route with at least NCAA 16. 15 was probably up in the air. I get it, but the following year, just say forget it. We're going to give you 126 um, generic teams and just roll. Well, I mean, the the team the team builder was already there in place. They could have done it, and they they just decided not to. I mean, I'm. I'm kind well, of floored at that. I think they did. Yeah, I think it was confirmed because they were they had the green light to do 15. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just gonna be called college. Yeah, it was gonna be called college football 15. It was they could have done the game, they just couldn't have the NCAA license on it. So with that being said, even though you probably couldn't get all the teams, I mean, how much? Let's be honest. The I the, the strike when the iron is hot. People were still going to buy the game. I don't care what anybody say. They're not going to walk away from the game, especially when people realize, like, okay, there's an aspect of this game where I could just download the teams, you know, download the teams and have people would have done it. I mean, people are quick to download DLC. People are already quick to download rosters. What what is to say they they're not going to download another file with the with the with the team logos? Mm-hmm. I mean, that one step is going to deter them of buying a game. I I highly I highly uh. Doubt that. Hmm. And I don't see that happening at all. All this DLC, all these um, mutt packs, these people are, are willingly paying the uh, the download by the hundreds and thousands of dollars that they're paying to download mutt packs. You mean to tell me they're not going to download a free uh, roster and a free lo- uh, logo design? I I think there was a missed opportunity there. Right. You know. So I, I mean I don't know. It's just I mean it's just something to think about. Um, so while, while we're still, um, talking about the quality, I don't know if Scott OG is listening to us. Let, let's talk about live for a second. Do you think that th- this game in particular could be a high quality this generation? Cause this game has been, this franchise has been through hell since live 10. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about that? And people in the chat, if you want to talk about that, you know, the comments are open. Uh, let us know your thoughts as well. It definitely has the potential. Um, Going back to what I said about sports games in general, that team, if Scott OG is doing this game, his team built that core developers, and hopefully you guys stick around long enough because I think as long as they establish what they want to do from the onset, 
to the consumers and to that marketing team? Because obviously this will be an EA Orlando product. So he's already going to, I think they will have an uphill battle with that marketing team. I'm like, I don't know who who's on that marketing team, but the dynamic is like marketing team matters more than the development team, apparently. So they set expectations early to the marketing team, as well as setting the same expectations to the consumers and then fight for it and keep that core staff in place. There'll be there will be temporary employees. There will be stuff like that along the way. That's just the nature of the business. But at the end of the day, if Scott and his core group are able to realize the full vision of what they set forth at the beginning, then this game not only could meet 2K, possibly surpass it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> yeah. I know he'll be here. What's going on, Scott OG? Good to see you. No, but I, I will say this. I, I've I've been in I, I, I put my stock in in EA basketball, especially when I knew that he was going over there. Cause I seen his work. I seen what he was capable to do. I seen I seen what he was able to do with Live 14. As bare, bare bones as it was, I saw the vision in that game, even in some aspects of Live 15, which is still my favorite live of the um past generation. I see what he's capable of doing. So now if not only them, you know, skipping uh, this year, uh, this cycle or uh, possibly next cycle, I don't necessarily know. And he's never said, but if he's working on an EA basketball title, I'm putting my stock in it. And um, based on what hit with his knowledge and the way that he, his approach to gaming, I'm not going to necessarily say that they will surpass 2K, but they definitely have the potential to because I, mean, I like 2K and everything, but I know there's times in 2K you just get frustrated at what they do over there. Uh, and, and with OG mindset, he likes to put out sound, fun, fundamental uh, gameplay. And if you get that, I think that speaks a lot to people who just want to play basketball on a virtual level. You know, I mean, you know, um, Live, I mean, not live, but 2K does this thing where it looks good, it's flashy, it looks nice. They have all these nice looking aspects of the game, but when you see the game, for the most part, it caters to the people who want to play online. And I'm not saying that live can't do that, but I think it should cater to people that play online, but they have to learn how to play the game based on the confines of the sport. Because I, I see a lot in 2K where a lot of people do things that that. that somewhat goes against the rules it goes against the fundamental knowledge of basketball you do a lot of things that you know that just makes you scratch your head because when you're watching basketball on tv if you're at the basketball court you don't see that kind of stuff and at least with live i know at least since live 15 i mean even with six even with 16 Jesus Christ, 16, even with uh 16 18 and 19 those especially with the 15 and 19 those Wait two like you talking about live? There was no eighteen. Yeah, it was live eighteen. There was no live seventeen. Yeah, James Harden was on the cover of live eighteen. Hmm. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, James Harden's on James Harden on the cover of live eighteen. Yeah, go back. Yeah, James Harden was on the cover of live eighteen. So, but when you look at those games, one thing I will say, even when you played online, those games actually respected. The, the sport there was no weird glitching or a weird cheese or nothing like that when you um 
when you were trying to get buckets, you got buckets straight up the the, the, the right way. Now, was all the animations there? Was it a little wonky because it was still behind? Yes, but when you play that game, it respected everything. I ain't gonna say respected everything. It it respected most things about the sport. It was no like crazy cheese to get get buckets or play defense or just you know set up your offense or set up your defense. I mean, I know one of the weirdest things you talk about is that will the the call plays. Now, I don't think that's intuitive. But actually, when you called the plays, they played out right and they did what they're supposed to do. And I think that's one thing that that's one thing I want. I want the game to just play correctly. I don't care about all these 360 dunks. Now, if you get a 360 dunk in the game, great. But I don't think that's something that needs to be pushed. I think it just needs to be let's get the basics down first and then we'll get back to it. And I I think that's the thing that that makes it uh, makes it great. Just to put it out there in all transparency. Scott OG knows my complaints. I fed it, fed all my complaints <laughs> to him about that weapon wheel. So he he knows. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing they definitely need to get rid of. Because I mean, y- you guys seen it? I, I stream live nineteen. Uh, when I played it, it I mean, it plays a pretty good, compelling game of basketball. I mean, even people who didn't really think about live, they're like, "Well, well, damn, BF, you're playing the game pretty decent. It looks like look like something that you can see on TV." Because even though the game has lack of animations, it respects the sport. And that's what gravitates me to that game. It respects the sport. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't care about the lighting and, you know, sweat coming from the players and all this stuff. I mean, that's cool, but why, why can't, why I have to do all that and I can't get a basic layup to work right? Or I can't get the, or I, I can't get the, the proper uh, crossover to work correctly. You know, why the, 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 the movement and, um, the spacing is not respected. I, I can give, I, I don't care if the sweat it looks good on a player, if that stuff's not correct, if not right. One thing I, I, I noticed um, was in the ESBC uh, trailer, gameplay trailer that we uh, reacted to on Tuesday, was that the developer sat there and said they allowed the boxer in, the motion, in their motion caption studio to go in and just do their thing. And that's what they were going to go off of. Now, with live, you notice that the way and, and we've seen kind of videos of how 2K does their motion capture. But live, and I think OG was a, was a part of that with 14 when they were bringing that back. They told everybody, hey, we're motion capturing 10 players at a time because we want to bring you a basketball game that respects spacing, leverage, uh, ball handling, responsiveness, and stuff like that. And the only way you'll get proper, really get proper spacing is if you just motion capture 10 players, five on five uh, gameplay, and you build off of that. That's Again, let's talk about that solid foundation. If you're motion capturing three on three, one on one and stuff like that. I've seen debates back and forth, actually between Scott OG and Smitty over one to one interactions as far as like dribble responses to dribble moves in 2K and wondering are they connected or if it or they're free of each other, whether they're unbreakable or not. So it's it's like I feel like if you do the, do it that way and allow the players to uh, be motion captured in their natural state, you'll get a natural game. 
Very good point. Very, very good point. Very good point. And OG says he remember that. Yeah. I, 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 I say, I, I'm dead serious. I, I say this every time he comes up here and talk to us or when I see what I just decided to, you know, tweet it out on um Twitter and OG, I trust. I, I, I've watched what this guy can do. I've seen it. You know, I've been a big, I've been a big uh, fan of his work. Even when he was um, shouting out Ryan Moody back in the, the the old days when you know Ryan Moody was doing the Madden stuff. You know, I know he has that vision similar to what we have, and you rarely see that in a community like you know the Sim community that that lingers over to the developer side because it's, it's so many other things that they have to worry about. And I respect that. I understand it. But just to see somebody have an inkling of that mindset that we have, I feel that there's hope. And for him to go over there and take on that task to make something of that, um, make something with the basketball game is something that uh, that I'm definitely looking forward to. I Like I said, if there's a stock, I mean, this Dodge coin, something that, you know, that's real low, I'm putting all my money in it and hopefully it rises to the top. You know, and like I said, he comes from that same mindset. And, and that's exactly... I wish that, that not just with sim simulation games or or just I mean, even with arcade games, even with, you know, uh, first person shooters, even with um, any other game. I wish they have that mindset to where they want to game to, to, to be fun and it makes sense on a realistic level. Because we could talk about all the whimsical games, the Uncharted's where you climbing all over the place, the, the Final Fantasies when they're, you know, have all these type of powers. But at some inkling, it has to have in, in some inkling, it has to have some type of something that makes sense. It has to have something that makes sense to make. And I think when you have something in the game that makes sense to the to a person who plays the game on a sensible level, and gives it that whimsical fantasy feeling at the same time, if you can merge the two together, you have a level of immersion where people can relate to. It's almost similar to like somebody telling jokes, like. Jokes aren't funny unless if somebody can relate to the joke. You kind of see what I'm saying? It has it some form of a joke. It, it, it has some type of truth to it. That's what makes it funny. It, it's it's almost that same type of analogy. Um, State of Franchise says I like to uh, think the time away that help move live towards being able to compete, be stable to continue. The time away has helped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing. Like, when you had that time away the first time, <laughs> um, when you had that time away the first time, I think when they came back with um, 14, I think that's what they did. People can say what they want about 14. It was not the game that was received well, but it was a very stable game. I mean, you didn't have you didn't have any, like, real glitches and bugs. You just had lack of animations. But everything that you asked for in the game, it worked. The bounce pass worked. The bank, the bank shot worked. The the um, the uh, euro step, the drop step, all those things um, worked. It's just the only problem with live is just lack of animation, and that, that kind of carried over throughout the entire generation. Like, okay, this game is, is nothing really. I think sixteen was like the only one that had like really bad glitches and bugs. But for the most part. The game itself, you know, lack of animations was just the problem. That's the only thing. State of yeah, Franchise like, Gaming also yeah. says if football can do natural moves and natural habitats, be, that, that's going back to what I'm saying. If they could do natural moves, it, it goes back to what I'm saying. Yeah, I got to have some level of realism that makes sense. But even if it does have this whimsical fantasy feeling to it, if it makes sense to the, na to the naked eye and it looks like 
something that could happen, that's where the immersion comes in. And I, I saw that um um I saw that OG. No problem, man. You said appreciate it. No problem. You know that that's one thing that I I, I really uh, you know I, I look up to you know a developer like you because you speak that same language. You have that same mindset, that same language. So I, I'm backing you 100. I'm not and I'm not saying that just because he comes listen to us. That was even before. As soon as I knew he went to EA, I was like, okay. I don't know when this game is coming out, but if he's at the helm, I'm 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 putting stock in that because I, I believe that the return is going to be good. No, yeah, I'm not just saying that. No, I'm gonna respond to state of franchise gaming. So, um, just back to that statement: if football games can do natural moves and also carry, uh, what is it? Uh, damn, I forgot the trait, uh, the words I was looking for, but carry like you know player specific moves and stuff like that as part of natural moves. Again, right. it's all a part of motion capturing, I believe. And it's one of those things where like, if you want to capture the natural state of football, you don't capture one position at a time. It's going to be more difficult in football. I, I do yeah, understand that. But if the only way you're going to get it is if you motion capture all 22. That's the yeah, only to thing. The, I, I, I can understand it to an extent. I, I, but can't see, I can't see how a sport can exist when it's built based on 1v1 interactions unless it's baseball. Well, I, I think they can do it. It's just going to have to be compartmentalized, and that's where programming comes in. And it, that's just a trick that they're going to have to do because I don't think they'll actually get 22 um, 11 on 11. I, I, they could do it, but I, I think it's highly unlikely to get that kind of movement all over the field like that. Mm-hmm. But this is what I will say. Um, when I when I go back to saying about uh, the, the natural moves, natural habitats, like he's saying, when I saw... When I saw Darren Sproles break out of a pro tag in Madden 10, I was done. Because scat backs necessarily aren't going to break out of a six or seven man, you know, um, a gang tackle. Darren Sproles is like five, six, 180. That, that's not happening. So when that happened in Madden 10, no, it was Madden 11. That's when pro tag was in, right? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it Madden 10 or 11? I can't remember. No, uh, Madden 10 had protect. Yeah. Madden 11 had locomotion. So when it happened to Madden, I was done. I was done with the game because th- these small backs, yeah, it does happen. They could probably run over somebody it, 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 in certain situations. But that, that's a low probability situation. But when you see that happen more than once or more than twice in the game, that's when I'm like, all right, I'm done. Or same thing like when you see um, – somebody that's smaller to constantly getting rebounds over somebody in a basketball game. That type of stuff make me not want to play. It's like, give me stuff that makes sense. And if you want to throw a little flash on top of that, that that's what video games are about, bro. I mean, a lot of people want to sit here and say, Oh, um, arcade style games. And this, that. no video games, video games. I mean, we could talk about this uh, at length, but video games, most of them, probably 98% of them, have some type of fantasy aspect in them. Regardless, you see somebody juke somebody in NCAA. They juke all the way out of the picture. It happens. I'll but up, it, I'll up okay. that to 100% because you're controlling them. You right. have a God's eye level of everything that's going on. So unless you're playing CPU versus CPU, it's 100%. I, right. I will add on that 2%. 
Yeah, because a lot of people say they want a full on sim. You don't really want a full on sim video game. I think NYK, wherever the hell he is, you know, he doesn't love us anymore. He didn't come on the, the, to the podcast, but that's a different story. But um, he said it himself, and I agree with him. Nobody wants a full on sim. They don't. Do what you really have to do in a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game to actually replicate the sport, really replicate the sport. Nobody would want to play that. Man, yeah, I think the only time that works is like in a flight simulator or a trucking simulator. That's the only time that works. And then about, even in that place, that's tedious. I'm about to say, they don't even want adaptive AI. I'm like, like I said, I, I really was saying that for the longest. <laughs> and I had I had people come at me uh where uh, to know they should they should be able to understand the pattern of the, the play call and the play call should defeat the no 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 you see it doesn't work like that it doesn't even it doesn't even work like that, like that in real football because it's all about the individual adjustments here and there whether it's basketball whether it's hockey whether it's even baseball i know as a shortstop if i understand a hitter's tendencies i'm not going to be in the same spot at shortstop every single uh pitch it's right. also going to depend how, how well I know my pitcher. Okay, if he's a little slow on the pitch, more than likely I'm going to play my batter to pull if he's a right-handed batter. If he's a lefty, I'm going to play him to pull, and I'm going to be playing closer to second. But these are the individual adjustments I make, and I want to see players in the video virtual sense make these same type of adjustments. You basically want the rating awareness mean something. Yes. <laughs> you know, you want the awareness <laughs> mean something. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you. I agree. I think I think one thing I will say, Madden on the PS2 did a pretty good job of that. When they had good awareness, they don't bite on play action. They didn't bite when um somebody did a double move. PS2 Madden did a fairly good job of it. You know, it's only a PlayStation 2 game. They only can manage with so much as far as memory on individual players. But it did a pretty good job. It kind of got away with that, away from that after that generation. You just don't see it like that no more. But I'm with you. Like awareness, the awareness at, um, rating really need to be exactly what it is. Awareness, you know. And it's, you don't see that. I mean, that's not just in bad. That's not just in Madden. You see right. that in a lot of games. You see it in a lot of uh, a lot of the sports titles. Right. Because when you get into these other modes, then you see how the mode change. Like if you play in a franchise mode and you have adaptive AI and stuff like that. You see how teams are different. You see how possession of possession is different. This, the, this was the biggest thing to have Ace. I keep bringing this up and, and OG, every time you pop up, I have to bring this up. The fact that you, that you, that you have Ace in a game, every team is different. Even when the, that coach leaves, another coach comes in and it does, and they will have a completely different system than what their previous coach. They can have you can play game one and game four, and all four games will be will have like different little interactions that make up the full game. You may like as a team, if you have a better team, you probably win three out of four more than likely. But right. you'll see different things happen, like you see players get. Uh, uh, denied off ball. Some players uh, will play hard hedge on a certain player. Some people will just leave people be because they suck. So it's just one of those things. Like you look at NHL, NHL directly goes off your gameplay. So yeah, it does. If, it does. If, if you're constantly clearing the puck up the boards, 
the AI eventually depend, and they have a slider for this. <laughs> Ask the folks up in EA uh, Vancouver. They have a slider for the AI uh, adaptive AI. Damn them! I'm gonna score again. Where the computer, if they notice that you like to clear up the up the boards, they will cut that off. Right. If you like to recycle or whatever, they will cut that off too. Eventually, you have to learn to play with the dynamic aspect of individual adjustments. Right, right. And, 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 that, and that's the thing. I noticed that when I was playing NHL 21. Like, matter of fact, I noticed that when I was playing NHL 18. And, um, hell, and, and even in some cases, NHL 14, I think that's something they've been working on for a long time. Because even when, you know, back then, it wasn't as robust, but they will change up if you are getting away with certain things on NHL 14. It would change up their, their defense. So this is nothing like new. And, and like I said, when you look at like NCAA 14, they, the one thing about that game is they have a lot of players that do different things. But for the most part, the defense is still stagnant. The only thing that actually matters is if you have a superstar in a certain position, they will shine. And I guess that's okay. But you would like to see an adjustment like something. Like I think um, Quayface talk about, I don't know if he's still here. Like when you see play, when you see teams running the option or they running the spread option all the time, you don't see defenses adjusting to that. They continuously play the same base defense and they don't adjust to it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one of the downfalls of NCAA 14. The AI don't adjust to a team that run a run pro style or they run like a pure triple option or spread option or air raid. They don't adjust, you know. Like here's here, here's a question: When you're on offense playing any Madden game. How do you know a safety blitz is coming? Oh, they usually just come straight down. They 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 just show their hand. Right. And this is before you snap the ball. Right. So they haven't in all these years of making the game, haven't figured out that hey, maybe sometimes you want to have the guy maybe already there. Uh disguise the coverage a little bit, make it a shell. You know, all pro football 2K8 had a shell that you could mainly change. The disguise coverage, it wasn't within the play itself. You, yeah, you could disguise it, and you had hot routes for every single DB. Right. Like, so, you could change a DB, do something like the one on the fly. Like Hell, offense even. And, and Madden finally did this, but you know, uh, all pro football 2K8 had formation shifting. So you could call a dummy play and then call the real play before you uh, get to the hub. The snap. I remember I made getting call timeout because I came out in an eye formation, but I had I – had, uh, what do they call it? They, they actually call it 31. It's three wide receivers, one tight end um, set, but they were all lined up in the I formation. I hit the uh, the call button, I think, not the snap button, but I hit whatever button to fake snap, fake snap. They went into the three wide out. He's like, oh shit, what the fuck? And then he called <laughs> So it's just, yeah. Right. You know, I mean, that's, and that's thing. I think that's one of the things like they show them. And then another thing with Madden, they don't. I don't think they do a good job of stunts or anything. I think that's one of the big oh, things. Oh, they've they, been terrible with stunts. Yeah, like, I, I seem like the or, but pre-play stunts they they don't they seem like they don't have. But I've seen stunts play out organically that that turn out pretty damn good. But having a pre-play stunt actually is needed in that game all pro I, think, I actually did a video on that no i think all pro does it all pro does it very well i mean they they, they do their stunt so well sometimes you get caught off guard with the way they, as soon as you hike the ball i mean you got people 
got linebackers coming one way, the safety goes another, the DB, uh, the defensive tackle goes to the outside. I mean, it's a beautiful thing how they do on APF, and I've yet to see that done very well at Madden. Like, the, like I know right now you can mainly have. Let me see. There's a particular stunt that you can do. You can mainly set up, but it has to do. But that's where their linebackers come in. You can have like the line slant one way, and then have the. If you already know the linebackers are blitzing one way, you can have the line slant to possibly either jam up. Right. And, and this is and the stunt is mainly interaction based because the stunt's designed to take up a few players. Physically, while one wraps around, around the other way, right, and then has a free shot at the QB running back or whoever. So yeah, I mean, you rarely see like um, defensive linemen back up in coverage. Like they do that very well. I, I've noticed they they used to do that in Madden at one point, but APF does it is is, is pretty well um, in the game as well. That's like it just goes back. Like we were saying back back to the title. Like when you look at high quality. Um, sports side of behind those are the small things that they, they just don't have anymore that, that you think in these new consoles they will put that back in. I don't see why it was going to begin with, but I digress. But well, you will see something like that to be done. I would love to see it. Well, the thing is, when you're dealing with greed, you're not worried about the little things so much. You're worried about what can get the most people what what can get the most people's attention in one or two shots. So if you get the you take care of the big ticket items that would draw people then you're like, well, they're here now. So we don't have to worry about the little stuff, but the teams that focus on the little things and build later, if they can withstand that initial, Oh, nobody's really playing our game, but people are seeing the potential in the game and let it build from there, let it build the right way. And if the marketing team just, does their job instead of doing the developer's job, <laughs> then the game will be successful because they will know how to market what a developing team is trying to do instead of trying to get the developing team a roadmap uh, yes. to make the game. Dave Tennego said, I remember you can you can create your own, I think that's what he meant to say, you can create your own formation and plays on Madden. I'm not really sure. If, don't quote me on this. I'm not really sure if it's still in the game, but I no. know you used to do that back then. I know PS2, you could be able to do it. All it used to be pretty do, neat. I think all you can do now is just create your playbook. Playbook, not the formation? Okay. Nope. Um, But, I, I mean, that is just what I was saying. It's like when you have um these games, the way that they could come out, and it's like when you were saying about the marketing team, I have no problem with a marketing team doing whatever. My main thing is, if they can get the fundamentals down first, I can I can care less. You can you can you can have your superstar KOs. You can put your um, featuring you know said rapper in the game, or you want to put SpongeBob Nickelodeon in the game. I have no problem with that stuff if the game just plays correctly. That's why that's why I don't have a big problem with Live Nineteen. People can say, "Oh, Live Nineteen is not." I don't necessarily have a problem with the game. Does it need extra animations? Yeah, but the game respects the sport. And I don't care how flashy the game is or le- a lack of flash the game. If it respects the sport, it gets a nod from me. You can put, what's that guy named? Uh, uh, Dreamsicle or whoever that dude was, the the, the, the the fat guy that played basketball. Um, I don't know who he is. The, the, you can have all those special guests in the game. I don't care, but if, if you give me just basic, you know, stuff that, correlates with the sport 
I mean, you're going to get a sale for me. I'll pay fifty nine ninety nine for a game if it respects the sport. I don't. I, I mean, I have no problem with that. But I mean, I, I I would like to have franchise mode too, but you'll get my money if it, it respects the sport. I, I look at it like this: like video games is not the only thing marketing teams ruin and water down. They ruin the music industry. They ruined, oh lord. They ruined the movie industry. We just seen it with uh, what happened with uh, the Justice League. I talked about that last night on my yeah right yeah you did. three episode of what the fuck just happened episode twenty one. Uh, and speaking of twenty one, today is the late Sean Taylor's birthday. Yeah, it is. I just I, I saw it on Twitter. So, happy birthday, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. But yeah, over on EVO three two five, I was talking about the fact that you know Justice League blew it out the water. Uh, the previous Justice League that was done by Joss Whedon. So when you have the marketing team and the companies getting in the way of original visions. That's what happens. You get a director's cut that winds up being better than what what they wind up going with. So it's one of those things where, going back to video games, where you don't want the marketing team to run how you make the game. And with it going looking at Madden, just bring it down a little bit. That's the way it seems. That's the way it has to be i'm like how many times has rex said that he has to fight the marketing team each and every cycle just to get his stuff that he wants that he feels that he wanted to put in that game that would have made that game better i remember yeah the marketing team coming back to him was like we can't market that i'm like bitch you're supposed (laughs) to market whatever i'm supposed to make that's your job stay in your goddamn lane This is the, I, I remember when um Rex put out that uh picture of him talking about uh, they were talking <laughs> right. about the marketing stuff and yeah. he was like at the end of the table said oh, how about just making the game the way it's supposed to be and then they got <laughs> right. and they got mad at him and threw him out the window. That's, that's what I said earlier. Dude. Oh man, like, I, I got like, I had to fix the game. No, fire that guy. I'm trying to make. Yeah, he, he put that tweet out and he ended up having to delete it because um. It, it, it caused too much kind I I had a screenshot on my old phone. I wish I still had it. It was funny. Uh, oh, uh, not and not to mention, um, you know, Rex Dixon blocked me on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. I don't like when I, I showed you that. I I think that was probably something that you. I did nothing like some time ago. A but lot of I, us I, maybe I, do nothing, but it may I, be something I, that we didn't directly well, mean it towards a particular person. They probably didn't. I like, he didn't like something you said about maybe politically or whatever. He probably thinks you're like all lives matter. It just blocked you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <said> I'm all <laughs> I, I don't know. He just I was just I don't know. He, just, well, he blocked me on top. Twitter. I have no idea. You I did nothing. At one point, so <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I I haven't spoken to Rex in over a year, and all of a sudden, I just happened to go on Twitter. I was just scrolling, and I just noticed like. Well, he blocked me. Okay, I, I I just shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, then I started to think of like, well, I haven't talked to him. <laughs> like, what I say to him, you know? Because I mean, I have no problem being blocked for things I know I've done. But I, it, whatever. I mean, shout out to Rex, man. But yeah, Rex, um, he put that tweet out. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. And then he, it was up for like ten minutes, and he took it down. Mm-hmm. And um. It, it kind of told everybody the story of what happened to him. And yeah, it kind of sucks, but yeah. hopefully that's not the case with OG. What's but that, baby? I'm like, I oh. can't reiterate this point enough. The marketing team needs to stay in their goddamn lane. 
market the game that the developers are putting together. Not do not tell them how to make their game based on what they can market. You're supposed to market whatever they make. I'm like, come on, turn water into wine. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, I understand <laughs> where that, I understand there's some things that could be lucrative. You can add some things in. My main thing is let's 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 have our priorities straight. Let's like, okay, we're if we're making a basketball game, if we're making a football game, we're making a soccer game. Let's make that first. Oh boy, you so heavy, boy, you getting so big. So let's make that first, and then we'll turn around, and we'll, we'll turn around, and then we'll uh, market those other stuff. We'll do that. So I think that's the main thing that we're missing out of all of this. And because um, I, I have no problem, I have no problem with the marketing team when everything is uh is everything is if the game's on point. I have no problem with that at all. But that's the thing. It's like if you're a good marketer, you'll you'll turn a lot of stuff that's already there into something more. That's th- that that's pretty much the job. I'm like, you could suggest like, hey, maybe you could make this. That would help me out. I'm like, it's a it's a it's a symbiotic uh, relationship between the two. But one should I'm like, it's it all it should originate from the developer to the marketing to be able to, okay, you're making this, okay, it gets to the marketing team, it's like, okay, well, how can I make this better than what it originally was as far as from a a PR standpoint? I'm going to be telling the fans, like community managers are going to be telling the consumers about this game, what from this original product can I say that can get fans excited? So it's just like, um, I can go back to the developer, but like, hey, is it possible you could, you know, add this? It could help me out as far as, and I feel like there, the relationship from other games, I see that playing out. I don't really see that playing out in Madden. It seems like it's more or less, no, we need to have this in a game so I can market it and put it out to the fans so I can get this company more money and the company backing the marketing team and not the, development team so right yeah I, I think that's I, I think you're on point with that i think that makes sense at the end of the day that's what uh what they're oh, trying to do daddy. yeah that's daddy on the screen you see daddy it's like i'm just kidding <laughs> yep what, i see you, you yeah i see you too you know i'm over there too i see you yeah i see you too two yeah two mm-hmm. how old two. are you Two. Yeah, you're two. All right, two. Yeah, you're two years old. You start learning how to count. Yeah, good job. Okay, now you're gonna take over the show. Now you're gonna tell everybody what, what, how you how you hey, feel. Bye. Okay, say hey everybody. He was like hey everybody. Hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I just think at the end of the day, I think we um, I think we have the potential to two. have um, a really two. good uh. Generation of sports because the way things are starting out, when you look at NBA 2K21, you when even look at Madden 21. Football. Yeah, that's a circle. That light is a circle. But yeah. that is football. Yeah, that's football. All of the helmets up there is football. But that, yep. that. Yeah, what's that? Um, football. Yeah, that's football. Ah, oh, that was huge. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I think I think we have the potential based on the two games that we've seen so far. Madden even is is still like a PS4 game that's on a PS5, and with Madden, I'm, 
NBA 2K21 with what they have um, put out. I think we have the potential to have a really good. Uh, I think we have a really good potential to have really good uh, sports titles. And I think at the end of the day, I think that's what we we. I think we should deserve, we deserve at this point because we went through hell for the past two generations. It's, it's been held with the PS3 and the PS4, the Xbox One and the Xbox 360. Just, just to think, this all went downhill when I was 29. <laughs> I am 41 years old, and we're still, still. struggling. Right. This is, uh, this is uh, as far as I can deem it, probably the worst decade in sports gaming ever. Oh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I definitely can agree with that. No, no question. I can agree with that because you look at what's been going on. I mean, look back to 2011, talking about a decade, 2010. Hell, you can go back a few years before it in. Mm-hmm. You look at everything that's happened. Like you say, like Madden 09, NBA 2K9, uh, all those games back then, Live 09. You see everything that happened from there up until now. It's so many. It's been so many ups and downs, and I'm not just talking about Madden. We, we're talking about hell. 2K had an issue. I mean, nobody wants to talk about NBA 2K uh, 12 and 13. Nobody wants to talk about those. You nobody could block dunks in one of them, apparently. Right, right. You don't want to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about um, uh, the NBA Live series after you know Live 10. Uh, you also had a situation with Madden. I mean, do I need to go Madden? No, 9, 10, 11. You, you know, actually, and it's funny because I'm like. Technically, I was, what, 25, 26 years old when EA got the exclusive license? So right. That's what I'm saying. You can go back further than that. It's just like, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can go all the way back then. It's like, it was it was horrible back then. But By the time it's, just, came, it's just something like, that we have to deal with at the end of the day. And we look back on it, and hopefully we don't have to repeat next time. And I think that's the main thing. We shouldn't have to repeat what we, uh, what we have to go through. Cause, I feel uh, like I think, I'll be... I'm about to say, I feel like I'll be 50 years old by the time this game gets to where it needs to be. <laughs> right. And, 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 and life is not guaranteed these days. No, not at all. You know, in the, at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's like we we just want uh, uh we just want a string of good sports titles. I don't need a whole generation. Give me about three or four of them that's actually good, and I'm good. And I need three or four is actually asking too much. Give me like two. Just, you know. just to add on to that notion, I didn't have gray hair when this all started. <laughs> Quite a few grays have have grown since you know gaming took took a turn for the worse, and, and I went bald at the same time when this happened. Come on, we, we really are getting killed in this in, as far as consumers, as far as these sports games. So we need something for this upcoming generation to be better than what it was. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm like, what else uh, am I gonna lose? Teeth? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we'll be 60 years old. We first of Prairie Rage episode 4071. Why do they still have tackling in the game? What the right? Fuck? We'll, we'll be talking about will this generation be high quality? Be like the 12th generation or some shit. Mm. <laughs> be in a wheelchair, lost a leg. Right. It's like um, war yeah. 2027 and. So you had anything else before we go? Anything you want to add? I, I think we covered this pretty well. I think it's a pretty good topic. Good feedback from everybody. I mean, if anything you want to talk about, I mean, you can add on um, to it. Something, just a recommendation um, outside the, the gaming genre, but in the monsters battle arena type thing. Uh, 
I definitely recommend HBO Max's uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, a lot of people say that's pretty good. That that movie hit. It's funny because I never tuned in to the uh, to the uh, because obviously it was a series of movies. King, it was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. There was Skull Island. Pretty much started from the beginning, uh, bringing these two, King Kong and Godzilla, together in this uh, this fight that took place. I'm telling you right now, whoever did the motion capture for for the two, because obviously they took two. From what I saw, they definitely had two guys just fighting each other, and they motion captured it and transferred on to these beasts. Because that <laughs> shit was awesome. I love yeah, that. That might be something I have to look into. I, yeah, look you, into I would definitely recommend it. I don't, I don't, I don't too much watch too much TV anymore. I think it's one of the downfalls. I just stopped watching TV. I need to start doing that again. Yeah, but I need that. But I definitely need to go back and watch Skull Island and uh, Godzilla King of, King of the Monsters. So, but yeah, Godzilla vs. King Kong, wherever, whichever order that title is in, I definitely recommend. Go, go see it. Go watch uh-huh. it. It's on HBO Max. So, yeah. All right, well, let's get into these outros. I'll do mine. Hey, I thank everybody who's come, who came through. I think this has been a pretty good discussion. Uh, I love the feedback that we all got. Uh, my son even added his two cents. He's sitting here playing with all my consoles right now. It's time for you to go to bed, sir. You you, you want to go to bed? Huh? Come here. Stop hitting that. You ready to go to bed? No? Okay, we're going to go to bed anyway. Um. You guys have been great. I, I will say that definitely. Uh, if you guys haven't already, go over there to the VFCast channel. If you're over here on YouTube, the link is down in the description. Go over there and uh, uh, check, click, click that link. And also um, also uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Check out my latest video. Also, all the other links down in the description. I think DJ's uh, his uh, Twitch channel or his Twitch name is down there. The Teespring link. All the other good stuff is down there. Um, the Patreon, all that stuff. You guys have been great. Um, I'm going to be changing some stuff up on the uh, the Teespring as far as the merch, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, also, I will be going live tomorrow. I probably I may go ahead and finish up Gears Five, or I may play Madden. I don't know. It depends on how I feel when I get home. And episode two of the podcast, the VF Cast, will be. Um, on Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll get into more depth as far as the preservation of games with all these stores uh, going um, down as far as the PSN store, uh, the PS3 version of it, and possibly the Wii U um, store virtual console is going to be going down as well. We'll talk about that. So other than that, man, um, I'll let DJ do his intro, I mean his outro, and we'll get up out of here. All right. So, yeah, tonight was definitely a good show. Uh, shout out to everybody that showed up in the comments. Uh, definitely great participation for tonight. I still think there could be a little bit more. Uh, I, I always ask for more, but you know, I was happy with what we what we uh, saw in the chat. So uh, you definitely find me on Twitter. DJ the one from my chat hit me up there. Uh, always causing some type of mayhem or or commenting on anything. Uh, if you want to check out my articles they're on dj81.org uh it also contains a playlist of my show that it goes live at 8 p.m on wednesday nights on twitch and well it actually multicasts on youtube and twitch called what the fuck just happened like i said season three debuted uh last night episode 21 so episode 22 will be next week at evo 325 the twitch channel 
and again, it's it's multicasting, so it'll also be on YouTube as well. Uh, other than that, again, great show, great conversation, and uh, looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Oh, also, one more thing. On the Teespring, if you want a cover for your phone, you can get this cover right here. First and Furious podcast cover. They can have it in all shapes and sizes for your latest phones. That's also in the link as well. One of the newer things that we got on the channel. I mean, on the link, Teespring, First and Furious podcast. Um, it's also going to be some other stuff out there. So you be on the lookout for all of that stuff as well. Um, also this shirt and also other things as well. Um, mask, hoodies, all that stuff is going to be discontinued really soon. So uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. I'll be live then, and I'll see you on the podcast on the other channel on Saturday. We're going to get out of here. Ain't that right, baby? You ready to go? Huh? You want this controller? Here. I to say, okay. happy, oh, and also one last thing. Happy birthday to all the April Fools. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to all of y'all. Shout out to y'all, and y'all guys be blessed. All right, we're going to get up out of here. We'll see you guys next time. All right, guys. Peace. You want to tell everybody bye? You want to tell them bye? Say bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs> he's, 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 he's into this GameCube controller. <laughs> yeah, he got that. He definitely.